Absent Order Season 16 Episode Is it 4? This would be 5 5 Skip's back guys Woo Yeah Yeah episode 5 Alright guys So we're back Uh I don't know It's been a week Nothing major's happened anywhere What's up? I think I just did a quick thank you to uh to Sean and Alyssa for coming on last week. Yeah, they're awesome. Thank you so much, guys. That was great. That was a fun time. Uh, laughing and crying. And, I don't know, whatever. Yeah! Thanks, guys! For coming around! Okay, so... While we're talking about people that we saw, I went to a live show in San Francisco at Cobb's Comedy Company or Cobb's Comedy Club Company. Company Club? I don't know. I think it's just Cobb's Comedy Club. I don't know. They call it a Comedy Club. So, um, so I took my wife out for dinner and the show. So it was an 8 p.m. show. At um, uh, where did we go? So we had to get up to San Francisco at 8 p.m. on a Friday. That must have been fun. It only took us an hour to get up there, which I figured. You know, normally takes us 20 minutes. Took us an hour. We were going to a Ruth Chris Steakhouse, so we had like 8 p.m. Yeah, we had 8 p.m. tickets for that. Tickets. We had 8 p.m. reservations for there, and it was only like a 10-minute drive down the street. In San Francisco from Cobb's Comedy Club. Uh, it was fun, though. So we went there, we ate. So it was like half a block? Uh, it was like, it said 10-minute drive, 30-minute walk. So I'd say that's about 10 city blocks, probably. Something like that. Not too bad. Right? Um... I think it was. So, uh, yeah, so we went and saw, uh, so we went and ate, so what did I eat? The waiter was really weird, man. They sat us in, like, some weird table, and he was just like, hey, I don't know, they were, like, half, you've been to Ruth Chris before, right? No, actually, I haven't. Okay, well. I've been meaning to get to one, but just haven't had the opportunity. Well, if you have the opportunity, it's a, it's a high, it's a hoity-toity, you know, steak joint. You know, really good steaks. You know, they have ribeyes with fucking bones attached to them. Like, half the cow still attached as a fucking ribeye mm-hmm. on some of these orders. Literally, it's like two foot of bone attached to a huge piece. Each plate it comes out at 500 degrees. Okay, with this steak on it sizzling with a fucking, basically a stick of butter the steak is sizzling in. 
<laughs> so all the all the steaks come that way. Even like the fish or whatever, they all come on 500 degree plates, with and it's sizzling. So like my steak was a little rare, so I was just like pushing it on the plate and warming it up and soaking up all the butter. <laughs> yeah, it's a killer steakhouse, man. If you're into steaks, it's a must go. Uh, but I think M got the. Um, I think she got no. What did she get? She got a halibut. I don't know. I have no idea. I forget. Uh, and then um, what else did we get? Oh, oh, we got these killer. Um, uh, what were they? Uh, lobster, lobster bites. And there, and there was just like too many lobsters cut in half. And then we got uh, like calamari, and then we got. Then I got my. Uh, I think I got a um, like an eleven ounce fillet. And then, yeah, with the fucking, the plate was burning hot, so you don't touch the plate. But what if you really want to touch the plate? Well, you could. I was trying to grab it. It's hot. (laughs) Yeah. Because we were wondering if, like, if the waiters are walking and they splash, like, that hot butter into their face, you know, while they're walking with the plates. That must be fun. And I'm like, I bet you they sign a clause to where, uh, like, if that happens, they can't sue the company if they're waiters. They have all these deformed waiters with, like, butter burns on the side of their face. Like, I worked at Smooth Christic House. I used to work there. Because it's, it's like a pool of butter, and it's just sizzling, right? So, um, uh-oh, he, we lost him. We lost him, guys. That's why he's sitting there. Yeah, so it's a pool of butter. Well, that was awesome. Was it? Where'd you lose me? Pool of butter? <laughs> no, no, I lost you. With with the waiters getting splashed in the face and their face melting, going, Duh! I yeah, work that. at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. So, yeah, so they got injured. So you'll see a bunch of waiters that used to work there that have severe third-degree burns on their faces from carrying the they plates. Yeah, from carrying the plates. And it's it's weird, man. They're just deformed. But a lot of but the waiter, our waiter was some like Mexican guy, and they thought it was our anniversary for some reason. We said it was her birthday. But we got free dessert out of it because they thought it was our anniversary. We had like rose petals on our table. <laughs> nope. We're like, oh, oh, happy anniversary. We're like, uh, all right, we'll go for it. We'll go with it. And then, um, yeah, we're the only ones who had rose petals on our table. And they sat us on a nice table. And it, sweet? And it even says on the reservation, birthday dinner. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, welcome. Hey, for the anniversary. <clears throat> so uh, towards the end, they took out the, the chrome uh, crumb scraper. But I was wondering where that was. At fancier restaurants, that comes out, like, between every meal. You know, like, after appetizers, they take out this, like, chrome stick and swipe off all the crumbs on your table, right? And then they yeah. then they bring out the other shit. But they only did that once. So it's like a $200 meal. <laughs> so that's pretty pricey. <laughs> and that's, that. we don't even drink. Well, see, that's where you went wrong. Well, I was, um... Well, I had a I had a a, a cone and uh, two hundred milligrams of sativa gummies in the car waiting for me. 
But I was stoned before when I went to the dinner. And yeah, it was it was like yeah, two hundred and forty something with a tip or something like that. You know, it's, it's not bad for a high end steakhouse, man. No, not bad at all. But I'm saying if we were drinking, it would have been like three to four. You know, and there are people just like getting drinks brought to them, like left and right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a weird you know San Francisco is weird now because it's all techies right, so everyone's on their phone they're just like half ass there. It's almost <laughs> I don't, it's weird. It's almost like, you know, when you used to like go to a steakhouse, sit there and enjoy it, you know, enjoy the atmosphere mm-hmm. and whatever. They're just there to just get through the meal and get out. Yeah, you know that's what we were doing because right. <laughs> we were on a rush, but still. Well, yeah, but you had a place to get to. Yes. And I'm guessing that you guys probably were talking while eating. Yes. Instead of staring at each other's phones. No, we we took a couple of pictures. That's about it. But, okay, so we ate the dinner, and then we drove down the street. And San Francisco is a little hectic to drive in, you know. So I was driving, of course. So we were driving down the street, and there's construction, of course, in the middle of the fucking road. So we have to like split in lanes, fucking going in and out of shit. Oh my god, man. Um, yeah, we're just just running all over the fucking place. So and then it's a pain in the ass to find parking in San Francisco. Mm. Especially go, oh, there's Cobbs. We drove by it. There was a line down and like around the block for this show. So apparently we went to uh sold out shows, like eight hundred people. Nice. Those are always fun for comedy shows, though. Yeah. You you want it to be a packed house, because if it's just a couple people, it's a bit depressing. Yeah, I think their first show, they said, was like 400 people. is an 8 p.m. show. And then, uh, because, you know, 8 p.m. is a pain in the ass to get to anyone who works 9 to 5. Uh, so then, so I guess, yeah, the 10 p.m. one. And so we went up, we went around fucking three or four blocks, and then I found this perfect parking spot next to a phone. It was in between two garages, right in front of a telephone pole, and my car is small enough, and it was red on either side, and my bumper fit perfectly. And it was right, like, you basically, uh, you make a left down the hill, and it's right there is the back of the line. So we got we got some killer shit. So... We get there, I um, like I think M changes our clothes, and then yeah, I change out of my nice shirt and stuff, and change into a t-shirt and sweatshirt, and then uh, I light up a joint, my my big cone that I got, and then I I down two uh, two hundred milligrams of sativa gummies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should have done it earlier on an empty your stomach, but it's fine. You know, so I down those, and they were stale. You know, two of them were stale, so it was like, oh, like real Gross. hard rubber, man. Yeah, it was real fucking hard rubber. Um, so then we, I smoked. You know, I had the fucking fat joint. I walked down there while lighting it up. It's San Francisco. No one gives a shit anymore. Um, <laughs> and like they did before, but now they really don't give a fuck. So I was walking down, and then at the back of the line. There was a guy sitting there, like, stoned out of his gills. He had, like, a cone, but he didn't have anything on it. It was just, like, a regular joint. Boring. Yeah, he didn't have any key for any, like, anything on the joint. 
It's got to be dipped in 47 <clears throat> different concentrates. Something. You know, something strong. He's like, hey, you want to... Uh... But he offered to smoke it with us. Hey, do you want to smoke this? I'm like... And I just started my joint. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And luckily, other people came up. They're like, hey, what's up, dude? Tell you. Like, a couple people in line. Like, I think two Australian chicks and some drunk dude. Because they're like, oh, I love San Francisco. We're leaving tomorrow. Shrimp on the barbie. And so, <laughs> these... <laughs> you should have told him to go down to Hunter's Point for a scenic tour. <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, these, uh, so the guy, so luckily I got out of smoking this dude's joint with him. He smoked it with the group behind us. And I was like, I'll just smoke mine to my head, dude. I don't need to fucking share my joint with other people. Yeah, well, yours is probably better than dude's anyway. It, it is, and I'm just like, come on. No. And so I just smoked the joint to my head, not offering it to anybody. <laughs> was that a dick move no it's like no. i treat it like a cigarette at this point <laughs> no and that guy's fucking sharing there's, there's no need for everyone to share well yeah he's sharing one those other dudes had a fucking they're like hey dude like he said it a couple times you want some hash oil and he had a it's like that's a vape he had like a vape pen it's it's girl scout cookies bruh hey want some hash oil it's girl scout cookies like nah i'm okay yeah. I'm good. My joint was fucking hitting me and I was stoned as shit. So the show was supposed to start at 10. Doors open at 10. Show starts at 10.15. We didn't get in there till like 10.30. Um, and then there was still, you know, whatever. And then there were people we were talking to who flew there. This is for Kill Tony, uh, if you want to listen to the podcast. This episode 300, we weren't at. But episode 301, we were at. Uh... And so episode 300, they just posted this week. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it was on camera or not. So, yeah, so the people in front of us flew in from Missouri. Jeez. Okay. And they stayed there like the weekend. And they, and they went to both shows. And so I was asking him questions about the first show. I'm like, oh, yeah, who was there? He's like, blah, 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 blah. Um. And, the, and yeah, he was stoned as shit. It looked like they just flew in, hit up all the weed shops, and just like, huh? You know? <laughs> well, come on. I mean, coming from Missouri, but <clears throat> step up or two. Oh, dude. San Francisco's insane with weed shops. Like, every time, like, when I went to see First Man, I, I there's this weed shop that's two blocks away from the Metreon that I go to. <laughs> I just go, boop, boop, walk right in. Hey, I'll have a cup. And they have every all the gummies I like. All the fucking joints I like, tons of them. So I'll just take like three of those and three of those. Like, cool, man. You know what you want? I'm like, yes, I do. So, so then, <laughs> so then, like, so when the uh, so when Kill Tony started, right before it started, my eye started burning and I didn't have any Visine. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, uh, do you have any Visine? And Em's like, no. And then, uh, so I ran back up the hill. Right to you know how steep the hills are in San Francisco. I like sprinted up the hill like one block, mm-hmm. then to the car. I had severe cotton mouth because the uh, the edibles are hitting me. So luckily, <laughs> I had water at the car. <laughs> so I downed a bunch of water and like grabbed some gum and chewed it, and then grabbed my visine. And then my eyes weren't burning anymore, of course. And then uh, I ran back down the hill, and the show started within like a minute of me walking in. 
And I asked the brother at the door, hey, can I come back in? Uh, you know, I showed him the ticket. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they almost didn't let me back in. They thought I was going to cut in line. But the guy oh, remembered shit. me. Oh, my God, dude. It was insane. Uh, but then he had to search me. I didn't buy any shirts. Um, mm. Oops, sorry. Uh, it was a good show, though. So we got in, sat down. Our table mates were cool. We had good seats. I was iffy about the seats because I had never been there. Yeah. Well, and when we went to the comedy store down in uh, uh, L.A., we sat behind that fucking pole. Well, we I had reserved seats for this show. <laughs> we had general admission for, or uh, what's for it called? Comedy. For that, comedy for that's the comedy store. So for, and we sat um, in front of people instead of behind them. No, we sat behind the people. So they had, we had to look at the back of their heads, which is fine. We had a table in front of us with our four waters. No, we had two waters, but they didn't charge us for them. It was like, yeah, whatever. We don't care. Because they were making, making so much money that night off 800 people being there drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, just let the water slide. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, yeah. And the table we were at, these guys are heavy drinkers. They were cool. This is a cool couple. And they were just like down in shit. And the one guy didn't look like, like I was laughing at stuff and clapping. He was just sitting there. But he enjoyed the show. So I guess people react in different ways. You know, right? That's odd, though. I mean, maybe he was trashed enough. <laughs> um, I didn't put my name in the bucket. Cause, uh, oh, the whole, why not? Because I don't know. I didn't want, M didn't want me to. Because she didn't want the whole pressure of if I do get called up. And then, like, he was... The one presenting or trying to make him laugh? I know, but uh, but his uh, she didn't want to be f- singled out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you brought your wife with you here, you know? And then uh, in, in the front row, we sat, like, back... And there was the, he was sort of ragging on this couple in the front row because uh, he was doing some weird ad for, like, CBD shit that he sells. And she's like, and he's like, oh, my mama's scoliosis, you know, like sort of making a joke. And she's like, boo. He's like, what, you're booing scoliosis? And then he just picked her out and just kept picking, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. You can't do that shit. Dude, don't heckle the comedian. That's <laughs> no. Like rule number one. Unless they're shitty. Yeah. If they're shitty, then fucking go down. Yeah, he's he's somebody you don't heckle. He, he writes for comedy roasts and all this other shit, so. He's, yeah, no, I remember seeing him at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, you saw. He was quick. Yeah. So and, yeah, that's <laughs> the last person that you want to fucking <laughs> to heckle, you know. Yeah, especially well, maybe that was his comedy <clears throat> show, and he learned a valuable lesson. Well, he's been wrangling all these comics for years now with the show, all these wannabe comics, and this one guy at the show. Was sort of like because they because uh, the band dresses up as different characters every episode, and in this episode they were com- um, um, computer programmers from Silicon Valley. Uh oh! So like, hey guys, hey, <laughs> and they just do like stupid one-liner jokes here and there. Uh, they just have sweaters on, and uh, yeah, and that's about it. And they play one plays a saxophone, one plays the drums, uh, another guy plays a guitar, and they can all play their instruments. And then um, some, like a big bald dude comes up. 
He does some comedy, sort of sucks. They sort of like rip into it. They rip into him, you know, sort of a little bit. And he's like, oh, and he goes to the one, the saxophone player, Jeremiah, because Jeremiah likes like, oh, hey, you look like a weird Stone Cold Steve Austin or some shit. It's like, hey, have you ever been had the wind knocked out of you before? He's like, oh, I just peed my pants a little bit there. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's weird, man. It's a weird dynamic. It's a weird show. Um, yeah. But they went on for like two and a half hours. Um, they brought up like four or five different comedians. Then they brought up a couple of regulars. If you listen to the show, um, what else? Yeah, it was just a, a smooth ride, man. A cool show. Uh, for Tony Hinchcliffe, uh, Kill Tony Mania, the first ever, and he loves the San Francisco crowd uh, more the so than the L.A. crowd because he gets sold out shows up here. I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. you know. So the um so yeah so they'll be coming back definitely for more shit. I don't know when. He didn't remember me though. <laughs> Did you see him after the show or something? No. We could have hung out. They were just hanging out in the front, you know, all the like all the comics that were on the show. And uh who was it? Um No, he didn't recognize me. I didn't talk to him. When we were down there what in June? Mhm. Right? July. Yeah, eh. June. Like, hey, remember me, Tony? I'm that guy that accosted you at the comedy store. That happens every time I go to the comedy store. Like, remember the last time you were at the comedy store in June? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't happen. But yeah, we got there, smoked weed. It was a 10.45 show, got out around 12.45, 1 o'clock. Uh, drove home and passed out. Woo! That's the way to do it, guys. There you go. Uh, there Sounds wasn't much like- traffic. I was, uh, by the, in the middle of the show was when those edibles started hitting me. You know, it was like, whoa, it was almost like tunnel vision. <laughs> All of a sudden, just wah, wah, And just wah. like, uh-oh, am I going to be able to drive home? And then they started lightening up. I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> I always get like that. I'm like, uh-oh. And then I'm like, all right, it's fine. Did I overdo it this time? <laughs> nah. It's, nah, because it's just like a big wave for like 30, 40 minutes, and then it sort of dies down. Mm-hmm. And then you're like at this lull. You're still really stoned, but you're not just like, whoa. You know? Yeah, you don't feel like you just got <laughs> dick punched by fucking yeah. uh, bats rooting. Yeah, you're just like, uh-uh. <coughs> Is M going to have to drive home? <laughs> 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 <coughs> but yeah uh saw all those guys it was funny uh first live comedy show in a long time since uh june <laughs> i guess uh what's the other thing so the next show i'm going to is 21 pilots in um november <laughs> yay and then nine inch nails in december so I've like I'm just like rocking out with all the concerts, man. Once a month, man. What's up? <laughs> there just you go. Partying. There's so many more shows that come to the Bay Area. <laughs> it's like it's riddled with shows. Yeah, like, it, it's one thing I noticed when I started going to shows again down here, is that you know I can look at the list of shows up in the Bay and there's like, ooh, I want to see that one. I want to see that one. And Ice Cube is like, just I could here. Be up every, I could be up every weekend. 
and uh, and have a show to go see or a yeah. comedian to go watch or something. In Fresno, it's like mm, maybe once a month there's something that I'm like, well, I could go see that, but I don't really need to. I've yeah. already seen them or whatever. You know, it's just, you know, there's no vibrant scene down here. It's <clears throat> decent, but it's not like the Bay or LA or, you know, any of those places. No, like right now, San Francisco is thriving with like live music and comedy and, uh, just like just the Bay Area from San Jose to um, San Francisco, like they just had Ice Cubes. Um, and then I like when I was driving down there, yeah, I think there was Ice Cube playing at Shoreline. When I went to the Halloween Horror Night thing at um, Great America. Hmm. Yeah. I am not surprised. Yeah. Hey, you know, if I want to go see like Bonnie Raitt on her final, final, final farewell tour, or Travis Tritt. I can do that. There you go. I get all the country acts come through here. Of course every they do. One. It's farmland out there. That's why. Yeah, that and every fucking butt rock hair metal band. Like Poison played here of all people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Huh. And at the Fresno County Fair, they had Naughty by Nature and Salt and Peppa. Oh, like, my oh. God. What? <laughs> Naughty by nature and salt <laughs> and pepper. It's a pick from. Like, oh. It's like, you guys down with OPP? Yeah, you yeah. know me. Shitty <laughs> country or shitty 90s fucking R&B and hip hop. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Fucking and not, and everyone. So it's a tretch by naughty by nature, huh? Because I'm naughty by yeah. nature. Not because I hate you. Salt and Peppa? What the fuck? Yeah, I thought Peppa, or I thought it was Peppa that died. <laughs> Salt and Peppa, give it up one time. Salt and Peppa, give it up one time. Salt and Peppa. All right, hold on, let me do this thing. Uh-oh, Salt and Peppa. Sorry, that was Salt and Peppa. You're fucking it all up. All right, do you want me to do a, a movie I saw when I was a small kid and then I just went and saw it for the first time on the big screen? Uh, sure. Okay, here it goes, guys. I mean, even if I said no, you'd still do it, so. Well, I can do another movie, but this is the one here. <laughs> but you get back to this one eventually, so you may as well get it out of the way. All right, here we go. Which one's this one? I shot him. Halloween. I shot him six times. That's Halloween too. I always get that confused. The end of Halloween is. Was that the boogeyman? I'm afraid that was. I'm afraid that was the boogeyman. Did you finally see the boobs in the beginning of the movie? I'm afraid I did see the boobs in the beginning of the movie. (laughs) I'm afraid I did. Did you actually see nipples after Michael Myers stabbed his sister and there was blood? I actually did see nipples and blood after Michael Myers stabbed his sister in the beginning of the movie through the clown mask. She had some big breasts, which you didn't notice before. That is Michael Myers. In Halloween!
the iconic Michael Myers. I spent six years trying to get into his mind and another seven trying to trap him in. It's so funny, like, um, <clears throat> when I was watching it, it was about 50 people there for Michael Myers. And, uh, and his, like, like all of uh, Dr. Loomis's, like, just, like, long rants, I think it would be hilarious if they, like, made, like, a parody of those. Like, hey, Dr. Loomis, how's it going? Well, it was going okay, but Michael Myers had just broken out of the prison. And I am searching for him, longing for his... Come on, Dr. Loomis, break that up. Stop, stop, uh... Stop just always talking about this Michael Myers guy. But I shot him six times. <laughs> I shot him six times. We know you shot him six times. We know this. Come on. Just stop talking about it. It is almost Sam Hain. The season of the witch. We know this. We know Sam Hain and season of the witch. Yes. I'm afraid that was the boogeyman. Or be like, like everything would be like, I'm afraid that was. Like, hey, how much is that? Like, I'm afraid that will be 9.95 plus tax. He's a salesman. I'm afraid your cat is dead. I ran him over on the street. Michael Myers was born a demon. A demon spawn. With lifeless eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Uh, let's see. So the movie itself was actually good. It was quiet. You know, it was weird. Like, all there was were these themes uh, left and right. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a really, like, a low-volume film. I'm like, what did he say? I was like, hey, there's Michael Myers. What? Huh? But Dr. Loomis doesn't look fat because he always looked chubby to me on the TV. He's skinny in this fucking movie. I'm like, oh, my God, he's skinny. Because they compressed the fucking screen so much. It's like Michael Myers. Hey, it's me. Uh, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I'm, and he, I noticed it because I've seen this movie so many fucking times on VHS and fucking widescreen, all this other thing. They either stretching him out or fucking scrunching him down in the four by three, right? So it's like, hey, it's me, Michael Myers. I always thought he was chubby, but he's like a slender. He's like skinny. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's like a slender. I'm like, no wonder. <laughs> It's totally different, man. Michael Myers looks skinnier. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, what? Curtis's boobs smaller. <clears throat> yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs look bigger. Uh, yeah, but when you see um, the opening of the shot, the opening screen, you know, with the pumpkin breaking open, and then it goes to him watching the Michael Myers watching the boyfriend leave, 
and then going upstairs, and you actually see the girl, the sister combing her hair, and then you see uh, him, like, she's like, hey, what's up, Michael? And then, boom, stabbing, ah, and you see her boobs and everything. I'm like, oh, there's boobs and nipple, which you don't really <laughs> notice. You notice she's naked, but you don't see it as clear, you know? Like, it's on Netflix right now, if you guys want to watch, I think. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, and then then um, and then when she's dead on the ground, uh, you see her boobs clearly. Uh, like, oh wow! And then when he then when he takes his mask off, it's a it's a bit a better shot of the whole thing. Uh, yeah, the whole movie it's shot completely. It feels different because of it. Hey. Uh, yeah, it feels different, but. Is it? I don't know. It's a. Uh, see, um, I'm trying to think of the crowd that was there. Uh, I think there was a couple people that were, haven't seen it for the first time. I think a couple people that haven't seen it before, and a couple of, like, like goth dudes, you know, with the like we're hanging out in the parking lot. Like, like who else is hanging out in the parking lot? Seven thirty on a Wednesday. You know, unless you're going to, uh, hey, Lonnie, unless you're going to, um, see this movie. Do you like this movie or no? I do. This is one of the slasher flicks that I will watch on a regular basis. But it's weird. Watching it in the theater gives it a totally different feel because you're trapped watching it. It shows you, like, how slow the movie really is, you know? But, like, in a good way. You're like, oh, yeah, this movie is really slow. And, like, there's barely any score in it. You know, only in, like, certain spots. Uh, And then, like, you notice, like, the creepiness of fucking Michael Myers' mask more. Uh, You notice the, um, like, you see him, like, you see him clearer. If that makes any sense. (laughs) <laughs> like you see him in the car you know you can see his face and everything in the car when he drives by you know as mm-hmm. you, like you, you can barely make him out before but now you can clearly see him. it's like come on he's wearing a fucking mask which basically glows in the dark yeah and then they have uh, that, and then it's like a great shot of the two girls smoking the joint in the car you know which is always like compressed, like it's always like a pan back and forth. It's actually both of them smoking the joint, passing it back and forth to each other. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like quick edit cuts. <clears throat> well, it was always pan and scan is always boom, boom, boom. But like four by three is always show this person, this person, because they couldn't show the whole screen. Then in widescreen, it just looks weird because it's stretched out. You know, especially that version, because mm-hmm. it wasn't originally widescreen. So the only way to really see this movie is on the big screen, the way it was supposed to be made, right? Yeah. <clears throat> or you know, have them uh, remaster it in the right aspect ratio for today's TVs. Uh, well, I'm sure I think they just have they have a 4K version out right now. Mm-hmm. But you don't want that. You want the cheesy mono version. You can barely hear grainy. You know. Um. Okay, here we go. A classic right here. Yeah. 
The shape lurks. M didn't want to come see this. You know? But I yeah. never knew it. It's great, man. I'm so glad I got to see it finally in the theaters. Um, yeah, it's just as spooky, man, in the theater. It's because you can't get out of it. You're just like, okay. And you notice the, uh, you notice the chicks, um, uh, they're just real ditzy, man. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. And the, and people were laughing at when Michael Myers shows up with the sheet on him. You know, people laughed out loud at that part. How dare. How um, dare they laugh at that. Uh, was that supposed to be funny? I don't know. Or is it just funny because everyone's seen it before? And they know exactly what's going to happen to this chick. <laughs> Where she gets on the phone. She's like, And then Michael Myers breathes into the phone. And that's the first encounter of Michael Myers. And supposedly her whatever. Stepdaughter, whatever, whatever the fuck it. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, so, Okay. Was that the boogeyman? Was that the boogeyman? Okay, so Halloween, 1978. This week I'm going to go see the sequel to this movie. Okay, so I know exactly how traumatized she is right now. Crying in her little corner after Loomis has shot this thing six times and it escaped. Okay, and that's how they ended this movie. It wasn't any like, oh, why isn't everyone safe? Like movies nowadays. Uh, and it, and back then when they ended movies like that, they didn't make new ones for a long time. You know? You had to wait two or three years. You had no idea where Michael Myers was for two or three years. Maybe he was running around. Maybe he wasn't running around. You know? And this was the slasher flick really started um, sequels, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. This or fucking Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, Friday the 13th. All like those. One of the three has to be the one that really kicked off the, the sequels. Um, I don't know. People just did sequels. Halloween just like all of them were just weird after that one. You know, three was just like a totally different story. It was just a movie set in Halloween. Um, and then two was just whatever. <clears throat> you know, two was just like, hey, we could do something with this. You know, Lori in the hospital. So this one I give three out of five ear holes. Uh, four to five eye holes and five out of five screaming kids. Uh, the sound wasn't too good. Um, seeing it on the big screen is awesome, but you know, it doesn't look that great because it's a seventy-eight. <laughs> uh, and yeah, screaming kids or stabs in the chest or strangles with the telephone cord or killed dogs. He kills two dogs in this movie, and no one complains about that. They find a dead dog in his house that he's eaten. 
And then the then the other dog runs up on him, and he just hear he just kills that thing. Mm-hmm. He is not opposed to killing dogs. Well, I mean, he is at, at the very least a sociopath. I guess so. He's not a nice guy. What? No, Chris, not a nice guy at all. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well. Boom. Uh, Hallow's Eve. <laughs> God, this score is so great, man. It's one of the better scores of, uh, I don't know of a better one. What's a better horror score? The, <clears throat> the, um, the Saw one's pretty good. I remember The Exorcist having a pretty good score. I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything's more iconic than this one. This one or Jaws, as far as like horror scores go. But I'd still say Halloween number one. Kids know this score. You know, without even seeing the movie, they know this score. They're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> just like the Jaws thing. Without even seeing the movie, they know Jaws with that fucking score. You know, right? It's just ingrained into your head. It's in the zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. I, I shot him six times. Six times. M. I shot him six times. <gasps> the hell is that for? Okay, here we go. One more theme here. This one right here. This is John Carpenter's super stone. Just like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> I'm just going to mash all the keyboard keys. <laughs> right? I totally picture this guy smoking a bunch of weed in, make, in making this, you know? <laughs> here we go. Yeah, that's probably accurate. See, he did. Um, he did the Halloween two theme. He did. Uh, this is Halloween two theme for some. Okay, let's see. See, it's more like digital, digital. I didn't like it as much. But it still scared the shit out of me. Halloween two. Mhm. All right, what do you got before we take our break? Oh, let's see. <clears throat> I now get why people talk shit about California. California. <laughs> <coughs> There's a company in California called Glace Luxury Ice. Let that sink in for a second. Luxury Ice. These assholes... We'll sell you 50 ice cubes for $300. $300? $325. Ice cubes? Ice cubes. From where? They're designer cubes. Well, that's the thing. They purify the water so there's no minerals or additives or other pollutants. Because you can't do that at home. I know. No, I can't do that with my socks. 
Yeah, right. And they, <laughs> they they freeze the water that they purify magically. Oh wow! I can't do that at home either. Oh. How can you freeze water? Uh, no, and they freeze them into either cubes or spheres. What? I know it's crazy. The thing is, yeah. like, I can get. I have the ice molds for fucking spherical fucking ice cubes in my freezer right now. Yeah. For the next time I pour a shitty bourbon that needs a little ice in it. Not shitty, but like mid-grade. Aren't the round ones supposed to um, melt faster too? Uh, n- no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I it's so. more aesthetic than anything else. Oh, I thought so because they roll around easier and, they, and it creates friction faster and then... And that could be there may be more surface area of the ice that's exposed, and so it does cool faster. I don't know. I will tell you that I went to a restaurant with the wifey um, down here in Fresno. There's this cool wine bistro place that we go to. And thanks to uh, Mike W. from fucking our uh, Bat Squad Network, the uh, one of the mics behind the other Mike and Mike show, um, he always talks about this drink called the Sazerac, which I got, which is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Try, try a Sazerac. They are fucking worth it. It's rye whiskey, a little bit of absinthe, some bitters, and a sugar cube, and that's it. And they are fucking delicious. But I got a circular fucking ice cube in that. Ah. It wasn't $325 <laughs> for 50 but Maybe that mixes it easier, right? I don't know. Mix don't. it around while you're, you know, right? Yeah, but anyway, Glace Luxury Ice. These fucking assholes are charging three twenty-five for fifty fucking ice cubes. What a fucking racket is that, dude? That's a great racket. That's dude, that's six dollars and fifty cents per cube. Six fifty per cube. That's some expensive fucking water. How do they ship it to you in like dry ice containers? Exactly. Yeah, it comes in a bag with dry ice in it. So they ship it with shitty ice surrounding your ice. It's like, hey guys, I want. Oh, gore- but that shitty ice just frozen carbon dioxide, so it really isn't uh, gonna corrupt your eyes at all. So carbon dioxide freezes at like negative forty degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. And this is so, sold sold out of where in California? Uh, it you know it doesn't give me the town. Uh, San Francisco. Just- yeah, yeah, or like Beverly Hills or some bullshit. Nice. I don't know. San Francisco's the new Beverly Hills. But That's... whoever they are, they need to fuck right off, you know? Dude, what? You don't know what country it's from or anything? No, no, the water's probably just taken from the tap and like run through a fucking charcoal filter, you know? God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, like if I had a pure water filter at my house and like fucking more molds, I could do this. What? That's so weird. Yeah. I triple filter my water through sand, then activated charcoal, and then by reverse osmosis. Then I dip my balls in it and I freeze it. And that's fine. Oh my God. For 10 (gasps) cubes. Dude, little balls, you know? Oh my God. $500 $500 for that. Well, yeah. Come on, there's a little bit of me in every fucking cube. Ah, <laughs> uh, they probably do jizz in all the cubes. So here you guys go. Oh, I would. Or they pee in the water. That could be. 
And they just filter the shit out of it, but it's just piss water. Yeah. Like, this is why it tastes different. There's salt in it. <laughs> like, ah! Oh! Yeah. <laughs> My ice cubes are people. Salty pee. Salty pee. Asparagus pee. Uh, where is it? Okay, so... Yeah, whatever. Asparagus pee. I'm sure you're going to be able to pay for designer ice cubes to taste differently. Probably. Either that or you'll be able to order, like, say you want your initials as your ice cubes. Like, there'll be some asshole who, like, 3D prints, like, CF for Chris and... uh, and 3D printed ice cubes, yeah. Yeah, and they, they mail that shit to you. And it'll be those weird Chinese balls on the inside of a sphere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, they carve inside, and then it has like a shell, and it's never been opened. It's, uh... I did get a drink once, though, that I thought was really cool. They had the fucking the drink inside the frozen ice uh, sphere. Oh, so weird. You had to take a little spoon, and you had to crack the top of the ice, and then you could get at your drink. I don't even remember what it was I was drinking. I was just like, oh, this is fucking fantastic. I've seen that with um, like, like desserts. The ice. I've seen that with desserts and stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen that yeah. with drinks. Yeah, they were doing it at some high-end bar. I think it was in Vegas. And uh, I ordered something, and it came out like that. And I was like, wait, how do I get? Do I have to wait for the ice to melt? And they were like, no, no, that's what this little spoon is for. I was like, oh. It's whack. That's right. Yeah, you had to give a give a firm strike to the top of the ice cube, and so, then you could get at your boost. So basically, they just put that um, what's it called that that shell stuff. God, what's that syrup? Remember that syrup? Oh, like the Hershey's syrup that hardens real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they use. Right, but this was <laughs> ice, not chocolate. So oh, a little. Bit <laughs> oh, they cover it. Nicely. it was, yeah, it was. It was like they they pre mix these drinks. And and they uh, put them in the ice mold with the water somehow on the outside, and oh, when then you they freeze it, them. Okay, they freeze them in the yeah, mold. Okay. Yeah, and I literally got a glass, like a little rocks glass, right, like this one. Mm-hmm. I'm holding here for you to see, um, and it just had a, a circular fucking ice cube in it, right, and inside the cube it was all like amber, or pink, or whatever color the drink was. I forget. Because uh, I was already a little deep by then. And, uh, um, yeah, it, it fucking cracked it open, and then there was booze. It was pretty neat. No, weird, man. She's taking a picture of it or something. Yeah, again, I was a little deep, so it oh. didn't occur to me. It's just like, <laughs> how do I get in my booze, you assholes? Here, where people actually they skateboard no more, they just skate on electrical skateboards. 
<laughs> right, the motorized ones. <laughs> I actually saw one kid using his fucking actual body to skateboard today. I was like, good oh for you, God. dude. He was going up a hill trying to push a skateboard. I'm like, good for you, dude. Don't get those electrical skateboards. Yeah. Yeah, that just takes all the fun out of it, man. Yeah, what do you, it's just so weird, man. Because people can't afford cars, so they'll just buy like a $600 skateboard. Or those little one-wheel things. Yeah, the unicycles that are all they, electric and everything. Well, yeah, you fit them between your feet, and you just stand on them. Yeah. And, and these little... That's one dude. It looked like a ton of fun. I'd, I'd roll one of those. That was, like, dangerous, man. I'd fall on my face. So would I. I'd but like, I'd ah, still... Right into a wall. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> you probably have training wheels, like, on the front, you know? Okay. Like a wheel out front, a wheel out back. No, until you get used to it. No, there's nothing like that. It's all balance. No, I know it's all gyroscope. It's all yeah. electric. I don't trust it. Yeah, they they work exactly like the um, uh, what's it called? Oh, the Segway. Yeah. Speaking of segways. Hey. Here we go, guys. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do. Not the scootery kind fat people go around on. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> All right. I guess we'll do this movie now. Okay. Unless you got something. What do you got? Oh, I got a few things. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this one actually was really cool. Um, so uh, everyone's seen They Live, right? Uh, yes. Death's Pick of the Week again. Has it been Maybe. again? Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Anyway, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, fucking fantastic sci-fi movie. What is that, like 84? No. 86? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Hey, Google, when did They Live come out? They Live came out in the United States of America on November 4th, 1988. 88. Ooh. All right, I was in the ballpark, though. Um, anyway, so in that movie, fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper finds special fucking Ray-Bans that let him see that aliens are taking over the whole world, right? Well, they, um, they have taken puts, it over. He, right, yeah. He, he, uh, once he puts these on, though, he can see that like uh, every ad is propaganda from the aliens, everything on yeah. TV, blah, blah, blah. The obey, right? The Obey thing came from here and all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So someone created the reverse of those. Um, this guy, what's his name? Where'd it go? Uh, his name, oh, Scott Blue. Um, so, I know, right? He got teased in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> but he, um, he is... He's what? He, what is, he looks like he's a material scientist. And he's in a material sciences engineer. Okay. So he, he dreams up fancy new materials like coatings for fucking race cars or fucking space shuttles or shit like that. Um, in this case, he has a film that blocks out light, but the light it blocks out is specific to any screen that is either LED or LCD. And um, so what it is is like you put these glasses on and, while you're watching TV at home all of a sudden the screen goes black because that wavelength of light is being blocked. <clears throat> oh, okay. I see that. Okay. Okay. Right. So the thing about it is you, uh, put these glasses on, you go walk around outside. Any of those, uh, like act 
interactive billboards or you know advertisements that are using LED. Yeah, when um, I when I was in San Francisco, they were they're on the side of newspapers now, on the side of newspaper stands, at right. street so, level and at car level. I'm like, holy shit, dude, it's like Blade Runner now. Yeah, yeah. right. So all of that would appear to be blank black screens uh, if you put these glasses on. Okay. And I can't wait until these are commercially available because I will buy them. I don't need to see ads walking around town, you know. <clears throat> but like, which? How many ads are there? Like, which ones? Well, it's more and more i mean eventually it will be like blade runner dude you walk around a corner and all of a sudden there's a hologram in front of your face oh they already have hologram ads i, uh, I know but like they're not ones. on every corner no. it will be not far in your future where that is the case though i don't imagine or i do imagine um you know i, I can just see like with with how obnoxious advertising is just online right like you open a web page and fifty well, fucking unless you have a pop up blocker, you get fifty fucking ads popping up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. So this is like the equivalent of a pop up blocker, but for your eyeballs instead of for your computer. That to me is cool. I don't need to see ads every time I'm walking around. I just don't care to. I don't need to know what the newest fucking flavor of fucking uh, LaCroix water is. I don't need to know that Starbucks will now give you a fucking rub and tug while they make your latte. I just don't care. Um, I'm trying to think of like how many ads I see. I was just up in the city. Yeah. And I just saw that one at that one intersection. Um, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, but they're shades. They should just be regular glasses. That's the next thing. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. So right now they're sunglasses and they kind of look like, and that's why I use the they live reference. They kind of look like Ray-Bans. Okay. So they look like those ones that when they dilate your pupils at the fucking doctor's office. Kind of, sort of. Here, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the link in the chat. But um, yeah, folks, you can just Google uh, glasses block screens and uh, that'll get you to this particular product it's in a kickstarter or it's in the development it's not commercially available yet but i was awful excited to see it it looks cool oh yeah yeah so there okay. you go you got a little pick of them now okay. uh, no, but yeah, yeah they so sort of anyway, look like that i can see that yeah right they're very they live reminiscent they look more uh maybe like tony montana's glasses from <laughs> yeah they could be but they live works so much better comparatively. Tony Montana just his glasses were for doing coke off of. And the iPad. Hmm. Well. All right. Speaking of blocking stuff. <laughs> yeah. What happened to my shit? God damn it. Okay, hold on. Speaking of blocking stuff. What happened to it? Okay. You got blocked from your stuff. Okay, hold on. All right. Keep going. Are, are we in the holodeck? Are we going no, to we're the almost, African... we're almost. We're almost in the holodeck. But, uh, okay, so... From when I was up in the city, 
I saw the great movie. Not great movie, but. Damn it, where'd it go? I'm going to find it right now. Hold on, keep going, talk. Uh, so, um, Halloween started early this year. Why? Uh, so a guy in Louisiana, he was arrested because he was, um, oh, I don't know, uh, driving, what is this? Oh, a man called the police and said he was attacked with an ax. Yeah. He claimed someone stabbed him in the head with the bladed edge of the ax. And when they arrived, the police arrived. Yeah. Um, Michael Ottenberry. Michael Myers, what? <laughs> Michael Ottenberry. Oh. Uh, yeah. So uh, Gene Autry and Chuck Berry's kid. Um, anyway, they uh, the deputies tried to calm the man down. He was just cussing them out um, and, you know, just all over the place. Uh, so once they cuff him, they search him, they find meth in his pocket. Mr. Ottenberry, he decided to tell the cops that a ghost planted the meth on him. That he had no idea where this meth came from. It was all a ghost. Because really? that happens. How, how, why, how did a ghost give meth? A meth-dealing ghost? Yes. But this, this ghost uh, just dropped the meth into his pocket. It wasn't a... Uh, he wasn't trying to do it. Oh, weird. Mm -hmm. How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, no, he, he's hmm. a meth head. And he was hallucinating because he probably hasn't slept in a bunch of days. And he thought real fast and came up with the best story he could, which was a fucking ghost planting meth on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sure a judge will accept that rationale as to why there was meth in, on him. You know? Yeah, I don't know. That seems totally reasonable. Well, what's, had what a, state was this in? Louisiana. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, right? <clears throat> I think there's a lot of ghosts on there. There are. And, dude, most of them cook meth. <laughs> okay. That's what ghosts do in Louisiana. Well, ghost cooking cook meth. meth. And plant it on innocent people who've been attacked with an axe. Meth cooking ghosts. Oh, and by the way, the the kind of cherry on top of this story is the guy had no injuries. He had not been hit by an axe at all. <laughs> he was fine. Just on meth. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. So he hallucinated getting hit in the head with an axe and called the cops and busted himself. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. And, you um, fixed it. Yeah, it my was God. Inspired. It was inspired by some whiteies on the moon. Here we go. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, that's it. This movie I saw this weekend. It is first. A rat man. done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't first pay no doctor man. bills, but Whitey's on the moon. 
Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You First, know, the man just saw my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. First, man. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. First, man. I wonder why he's up in me because Whitey's on the moon. All well, right, here we go. I was already giving him 50 a week and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Whitey's on the moon, guys. Began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Whitey's on the moon. With all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon. Okay, so. I ain't got no money here. Mm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my bill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills. Air mail special. All right, here we go. version they put in the movie actually itself a rat didn't bit my sister now with whitey on the moon her face and arms begin to swell and whitey's on the moon i can't pay no doctor bills but whitey's on the moon yeah first man guys who saw this no one <laughs> the most protested movie of the fall season uh, I'd say is this movie. This is this. This is actually the opposite of what American Sniper did. <laughs> That's what it did. It made. Uh, I think it was like a sixty million dollar movie. It made sixteen million dollars over the weekend. Uh, all because they didn't see him planting a flag. Oh. So people are like, no flag, no movie. Like, you go to the movies anyway, you fucking idiots. Oh, I go to 30 movies a year. Uh, I'm not going to see this one because he doesn't plant the flag. It shows the flag. It just doesn't show him plant it. Uh, this is the big protest of this movie, is people not liking it because he didn't plant the flag. Um, and they're like, this is not a human achievement. This is America's achievement. Oh, where? Um, <laughs> Wait, they they should just fuck off? I mean, well, really? <clears throat> yes, it was an uh, achievement by our country, but the United States didn't dream up rocketry. They didn't dream up all the math and science. No, we used it. Nazi scientists, man. We, exactly. we got Nazi scientists out of Germany during World War II when, not, when Nazis were super smart. And we'll we used... Run. Yeah, we used Nazi scientists. You know, we teamed up with Nazis. Yeah. And we made Nazi rockets. Who do you think designed those rockets? They're going to get us to the moon, Chris. No one cares. No, they no. They used to be no. Nazis. These are nice Nazis. Oh, the nice Nazis who are working yeah. directly under Hitler. Right. <laughs> and, and, and what? Uh-oh, watch out. What happened? They were creating uh, Werner von Braun and all the other Nazi scientists that came to the U.S. They were making rockets for Hitler that he was using to bomb Britain. Britain. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, come on. Yeah. They're working. They've been but working nice together. Not. They've been working together for years. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no animosity. 
Uh, it's rumored that uh, uh, Hitler was a Rothschild. You know? <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's also documentary proof that Hitler had micro dick with a fucking weird head. So, uh, come so on. if he was a Rothschild planted there to cause the Nazi regime, you know what I mean? There's all this stuff in there, but conspiracies oh, aside... <laughs> he, he was also a meth head, but a ghost planted the meth on him. Yes. It was a Jewish ghost. That's why he was so mad at the Jews. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, so, man on the moon, or a.k.a. first ma'am. This movie <laughs> was not about the moon landing at all. This movie, if you want me to spoil this, have you read Neil Armstrong? Do you know what happens with Neil Armstrong's life and all this stuff? I mean, I have a decent understanding of it. Uh, Spoiler alert, guys, for people who haven't seen the movie. Did you know he had a daughter that died at like three or five years old? I think four. That's familiar. Yeah, so they focus on that a lot. Like at the beginning of the movie, it's his daughter Mm. and his, uh, and like them trying to do chemotherapy in this fucking late 60s, early 60s, late 50s, right? Uh, and like you know, they're trying to do radiation treatment with this huge fucking machine, not doing mm-hmm. anything. The kid, I think, dies like at three or four. I forget when, but I think that plants a seed in his mind for the rest of the fucking movie. You know, he is just this person who's just you know just you know missing his daughter, right? Yeah. The whole movie. That's his whole thing. He's a focused, focused badass fucking uh, pilot. The opening mm-hmm. of this movie is fucking intense. It shows him, like, testing, you know, the whatever the fucking... I forget the F1 or whatever the fuck he was testing. Where they drop it from the... Um, almost from the top of the Earth's atmosphere. Right? Oh, was that the <clears throat> X1 Bell or whatever? Yeah, yeah, when he's testing... It opens with that test. And so it shows him, like, like shaking and shit. And it shows him, basically, he loses radio control, Right? And this is on a, like, they don't show it in IMAX yet. This is like, there's an IMAX screen, but it's not all shot in IMAX. The only thing shot in IMAX is the moon landing. So, so it shows him and he's floating and then it starts floating. And then he's like, and you see his, um, his, um, um, altimeter just starting to rise. He's like, oh shit, I'm starting to go into space. <laughs> this is like the yep. opening of the movie. So he has to use like weird jets and shit to start dropping back down. You know, and then he slowly gets radio contact with with the base and stuff. But yeah, there's some intense shit in there. Yeah, he uh, the 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 plane that you're talking about there that uh, he almost died in was the FJ3 Fury, which looks like um, oh, it was only used for ten years, from fifty one to sixty two. So it's yeah. like an early early jet. <clears throat> Yeah, this guy's insane. You know, literally, you know, he probably has fucking uh, that cat shit disease. <laughs> Oxoplasma. Yeah, he's totally probably, he's probably eating cat shit. So, oh. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, so he's a badass pilot. Um, it shows, so it's, this movie is from his perspective, from, from like Neil Armstrong, it shows him doing his work, you know, wanting to go to the moon and stuff, wanting to be on the bases. But, the whole thing people are like oh and it's a lot of close-ups like like people's faces are like right here you know everyone's faces are just like boom 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 everyone is just close-ups close-up close-up 
And I think it's, I think it portrays not him going to the moon, but it's portraying him um, dealing with the death of his daughter through the whole movie and how, you know how sometimes when people talk to you and you're spacing out and then they go, remember that? And you sort of heard what they said, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, or, or you didn't hear anything they said. You're spacing out the whole time. That's Neil Armstrong this whole movie, right? People are like, <laughs> yep. he's in his own world. People are trying to talk to him. It's sort of hazy. And he's like, huh? You know, at one point he tells uh, Buzz Aldrin to fuck off. <clears throat> um, not fuck off, but, you know, like, leave me alone. Right. Um, and he never talks about his daughter's death at all. Uh, it's very predictable, the movie. You know, the, the way they do it, because they're always talking about, oh, what are you going to bring in space? What are you going to bring up to space? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I'm going to bring my daughter's bracelet, of course. You know, I knew, like, right when they were talking about that. And this is, like, an hour into the movie. I'm like, if they end it with that bracelet, I will have predicted this goddamn movie. And guess what happens? He takes a bracelet. They didn't end it with that. But, so, so it shows them doing the testing. And it takes, like, four to five years of all this testing of rockets. It shows them only testing the landing thing once. Um, and ejecting from it, the way it's shot is almost like a. Um, here's some of the score. I'll show you some of the real score. the The way it's shot is like a, almost like a documentary. You know, to where they're almost like focusing on this and that. Uh, Claire Foy is the uh, wife who just sits at home and worries. And people are like, I don't like that role. It's like, look at the year you're looking at, motherfucker. This isn't 2018. Mm-hmm. These are homebody wives who sit at home all day and just worry about and make dinner for their husbands. That's all they do. Babies and dinner. That's what they were doing back then. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are like, I don't like the portrayal of her wife. It's like, that's what they do. Right. If it's historically accurate, then it needs to show that. Yeah. It's like, she didn't, she didn't do anything in the movie. Exactly. They don't do anything in that movie. They don't do anything back then. They just sit at home and make food. You know, and I guess people didn't like that because uh, it was an accurate portrayal of an American housewife <laughs> in the fifties. <clears throat> yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, but then they showed like there's one part where she was yelling at the generals because like they turned the speaker off that she could listen to because shit was getting hectic in one of the tests. Um, and she's like, "Turn that speaker back on." Me 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 me. I don't know if that was true or not. Probably not. She goes and yells at two generals to turn the speaker on. I think that was made for film. Uh, who knows? It could be true. I don't know. Maybe. But they would have pimp slapped her. It was the 50s. <laughs> like, shut up! <laughs> Go back to your home and make food for Mr. Armstrong, ma'am. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, so that's what they would have done. They would have slapped her. Like, you're being hysterical. Slap. Right? Uh, and then, right? Right I mean, or wrong? Airplane taught me anything, yes. <laughs> like, that scene would never play. Uh, but that's still, you know, like, nowadays, it'd be like, that's so rude and cruel. Like, you play Airplane now to, like, kids that have never seen it. Like, why is slapping a woman in the face funny? 
<clears throat> okay, so back to Neil. Mr. Armstrong. Five foot five. Um, Claire Foy. Whatever. You know, she's good. She's decent. Uh, our boy, um... Uh, Ethan Embry's in it. That's like his biggest movie, I think. Right? Or wrong? I, you know, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think so. I think this is his biggest movie. It has to be. Okay, here we go. First Man, 7 out of 7. A look into the life of astronaut Neil Armstrong and the legendary Spaceman. July 20th, 1969. When did, when did Kennedy get shot in the head? It was 69. Same year. It was, yeah, but it was like July or something. Well, Kennedy, you can't look at his brain, even though it went onto the pavement, right? And that bullet ripped the whole brain out of his head because they didn't no. want to see the trajectory of the bullets. Like, nope, November sorry. It's 1963. So, was it November? In 63. So, that was right after the moon landing? Eleven twenty two sixty three. Remember your favorite TV oh, show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> huh? <clears throat> I wonder why they shot him in the head. We'll never know. So okay, so let's see. The moon landing. One out of ten. Uh, what well, weird? Okay, so. I'm not going to read that one. Cinematic masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. The camera works pretty trippy. It's two hours and 21 fucking minutes long. It's a doozy. And they, uh, I don't know. And so, okay, so I'm going to get to the moon landing. So blah, 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 testing, testing, testing. So and in the IMAX screen that I saw it in, so I would go to the Metreon up in the city. So if you're not seeing it in that screen or something that big, I don't think you're going to have the same effect. Because when when he lands on the moon, like, it, boom, the whole screen's taken up, right? All the mm -hmm. way to the floor, all 100 feet of it, or 80, 80 to 100 feet of the screen's taken up with the moon. So the bottom of the screen is the moon surface, right? And the whole top is the fucking sky. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looked awesome. Uh, I think they recreated on a soundstage like they did before with the first moon landing. <laughs> they probably use the same soundstage. They probably use the same soundstage as the first moon landing. Uh, everyone's just like, that's fake. They're like, oh, a movie about a movie. And then <laughs> <laughs> there were probably fucking conspiracy theorists out there who said exactly that. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what that's what people were saying about this movie. They're like, we never went there, so why would you even make a movie about it? So so then, so when he lands on the moon, it's dead silent. The whole audience was into it, so it was dead silent. You know, space is dead silent. So when he walks out of the lem, lamb, whatever, uh, he takes a little, he makes a little footprint, you know, onto the surface. And it's huge, dude, because it's on a 100-foot screen, right? And you see all the little grains in the moon and everything. And you see how it's like a light, fluffy powder. You know? Almost like flour. That looked like. Hmm. It was weird. <clears throat> yeah, it was almost like a like flour. It wasn't like a gravel. 
But it didn't show him land. It didn't show him plant the flag. Um, it didn't show... It did do the fucking one small step for man, one blah, 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 blah. When he, he said that on the... Uh, on the soundstage. Here's <laughs> this like... One small step for man onto the soundstage. One giant leap for mankind because we needed to beat Russia into the space race. And that's what that's why people don't like the movie. Because they say it's... Because in these times, we can't be pro-America because our president sucks, right? So... <laughs> is that what they say? Well, no, this is what the this is what the conspiracy is about this movie and why Damien Chazelle, the director, didn't show the planting of the American flag and the mm. gung-ho America, you know, him saluting was because he doesn't like our president and this is sort of a, uh, like an F.U., like, I don't know, you know. I, I have no idea if that's true or not, but that's what people are saying. <laughs> it's like all right, whatever. I'm just watching a movie, dude. Jesus Christ. Anything with America nowadays, people have to like jump on it or put a twist to it, or especially something like this, where it's a huge event that happened for America. You know. Well, considering Donald Trump was still shitting himself in fucking diapers, that the time that this movie was, or these events happened. Yeah. He didn't have much to do with it. Well, no, that's not it. It's just just no one wants to be happy about America right now. So we're not going to put that, you know what I mean? There's no gung-ho America movies right now because no one's all gung-ho America right now. So. Right. So even though the movie itself is a gung-ho America movie, it's not because he makes it so subtle. Yeah, you know, there's American flags all over the place in the movie, but they show they show the American flag planted in the movie on the moon. Mm. You know, they just don't show it getting pumped no. in fucking regular. No, well, wham. That's what I'm saying. They don't show it like, Doosh. you know. But it's a great shot of the fucking lander and the flag, and the rest is just moon surface with huge sky. That's what I'm saying. If you see it on a normal screen. It's, I don't think it's going to look good at all. You know, it's going to be like, great. I don't see any difference. Because <laughs> you know when, the, yeah, when that moon surface is so bright, too, it just fucking, boom, beams up the whole bottom of the screen, you know? It just lights it up. Because mm-hmm. the moon itself also is hollow, and it's also illuminated from the inside. So, <laughs> like, that's what people are saying. I'm just throwing all the moon conspiracies, guys. Come on. And it's made of cheese. I mean, it's made don't of cheese. forget that part. Oh, yeah, it's made of cheese. There's uh, there's Nazi bases on the dark side of the moon. That's right. And Transformers. Um, and what was the other Nazi one? Transformers. And it's illuminated from the inside. There, it's there's no reflective surface for the sun, or the sun's not behind it to reflect it. It's illuminated from the inside out. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, and like it's a mystery why it's there. Mm-hmm. You know that I'll yep. I'll say that much. <laughs> you know I don't know why it's there. Uh, lighting up our sky, mm. but uh, there's theories on why it's there and how it got there. But there's actually a pretty good understanding of why it's there. Why mm. is it there? 
It's there because in the formation of our solar system, a large asteroid or other planetary body... I think it's rocks forming that just form that? Nope. What is uh, it? Something hit the Earth when Earth. it was... Uh, um, when there was no life on Earth, when it was still like all active volcanoes and like fucking magma and <clears throat> shit everywhere, right? It uh, something hit Earth. No one knows what. But That's the some, thing that planted life on Earth, guys. Yeah, it could be. Um, it, it is possible, but uh, to the best of our knowledge, there are little bits of lunar Earth or dirt, like the same components that make up most of the Moon. Are on Earth. Yeah. You can find it, right? You can go dig down in the dirt and you can find it. Digging um, in the dirt. Yeah. And then on the moon, there are... It, its chemistry is quite different than Earth's, but there are Earth elements that are found on the moon. So Welcome to Earth. Somehow, yeah. somehow the two smashed into each other. Whatever it was, mm. it Earth either, you know... Uh, broke off some Earth that got stuck to it and then became uh, in an orbit around Earth. Um, or you know. or what? What's the other theory? That it's oh. a spaceship that's stuck in orbit. That and it's... <laughs> I don't know. Like in Destiny, <clears throat> it's the Traveler? <clears throat> yeah. So the theory is that it bounced off Earth like a basketball and went zook and stuck there and started spinning around. Well, yeah, I got trapped in Earth gravity well, and uh, but why isn't anything else in like the whatever thousands of years Earth's been around? Well, so uh, that's a really good question, and the only answer I have is whatever hit Earth back then was large enough that it didn't just explode on impact, uh, like most meteorites do, right? Like even the meteorite that killed the uh, dinosaurs which was fucking huge by all estimates. It's like the size of Texas kind of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, wasn't large enough to have any kind of rebound. It just, you know, smashed into the ground and is probably buried miles under the earth. Um, uh, at least the parts that survived that impact. Um, but this was big enough. It was what I remember reading, and I don't know if it's accurate, but... Um, what I remember reading was that the theory was that something about the size of Mars uh, collided with Earth. And hmm. there was a swapping of, you know, rocks and dirt and other chemical elements from each body yeah. um, to the other. Um, and, and, you know, a bunch of bits probably spun off into the solar system and out into the galaxy somehow. Mm. Um, but the chunk that remained and became our moon uh, was uh, kind of the middle. It's yeah. A, a other planet or whatever it was. Giant asteroid. Who knows? Um, well, we supposedly we landed on it, never have gone back. They made a horror mm. movie about that because we found life on it. Mm. That was a pretty cool idea for a horror movie. That's why we've never gone back to the moon. Oh, we got spooked. And the then, Transformers were there and told us to get the fuck out. No. And then, um, so he goes there. He does a little walk. And then he takes his daughter's bracelet. And throws it into the abyss. 
Oh, and then he, the then, he, then he sheds a tear, like the Indian, for garbage. So people are like, someone said like, oh, men have to go to the moon to cry. Uh, in the <laughs> 60s, men go to the moon to cry. Well, yeah, uh, you can't cry in front of people. No. And he's like, they're saying uh, Ryan Gosling is like uh, lifeless. It's the whole point of the movie. He's supposed to be lifeless. Um, not robotic. People are saying he's robotic. More, he's more just numb and lifeless. You know, he's uh, he just sticks to the plan. Um, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. It was, it was strange. The last shot of the movie is like whatever. Uh, he goes to the moon. They had to be in quarantine for three or four weeks so they can get their story straight. Um, and if someone wasn't going to go along with it, oh, he died of a disease from the moon landing, and now he's dead. Whoopsie, sorry about that. You know, so then, um, ask Buzz Aldrin that, and he'll punch you in the face. (laughs) Hey, did we land on the moon? Or is the moon made of cheese? It's like (laughs) Ali G asked him that. Is the moon made of cheese? Yeah, I watched uh, that interview. So let's see. Um, yeah, the movie was good. It wasn't great. I don't give a shit about the flag planting, but it looked amazing. So I give it uh, four to five ear holes, four to five eye holes, and three out of five cabin fires. Neil Armstrong was isolated way before he went to the moon. And that was the point of the movie. It was supposed to be, he's supposed to be distant and unfeeling. Like the moon. Right? Come on. No one else saw that. I've listened to many reviews. They say he's distant and unfeeling, but they don't compare him to the moon. (laughs) I'm comparing him to the moon. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm doing, guys. Ryan Gosling is the moon. He's like the moon. Yeah, he's like the moon. Distant and unfeeling. You can't get close to it. It's just there. You can talk to it, but it won't talk back to you. People pray to it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, what do you got before my next movie? Oh, let's see. Oh, Tesla's at it again. Uh, this is actually good news oh. and not all the bullshit that's been <clears throat> happening uh, to Elon Musk and his meltdown um, on his way to becoming a global supervillain. Uh, no, so uh, back, I want to say like three years ago, um, what is this? Uh, Southern Australia? This is a state inside Australia. Um, anyway, they... Uh, good night, mate. Exactly. Good idea. They threw shrimp on the Barbie and they bought a whole bunch of Tesla Power Pack batteries. Um, I don't have a number here of batteries that that they have. Um, But basically, uh, these batteries are a giant electric storage grid. So, what happens is, you know, uh, wind and solar and whatnot are producing power. And they get stored in the batteries, uh, which has actually led the um, 
the state of South Australia to shut down four or six, I can't find it right now, um, coal-fired power plants. So let's just say five to make it easy. Anyway, they've shut down five uh, polluting power plants because these batteries work so well at uh, filling need in generation. So um, this is big news in my mind because if we can shut off all the coal power plants, all the fossil fuel-based power plants, all the uh, nuclear power plants, everyone has uh, solar panels on the roofs of their homes and businesses and government buildings and whatever, and there are wind farms all over the place. Um, we don't need to burn shit to make electricity anymore. We can use wind and sun. Uh, because the big thing right now with uh, preventing the adoption of wind and solar for everything is just that at night sometimes you need more power. And the only way to get that, is, reliably at least, is through a more traditional power plant like a coal-fired plant or a natural gas plant. Um, so well, if we can increase battery storage and remove uh, fossil fuels, uh, I'm all for it. So this is something to keep in mind. Broke. Yeah. Yeah, something to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if they can make enough of these batteries, then we don't have to pull fucking coal and oil and natural gas out of the ground. We can just use the sun and the wind. Out where the river broke, the blood would end the desert oak. Is that... Pretty accurate, yeah. How do we keep in the beds are burning? Or the other one, um... Hey, 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 hey. We'll go out on that song tonight, guys. You have to remind me. Uh, Blue Sky Mind. Remind me of that. Mm-hmm. Put it in your mind. Blue Sky Mind. Okay, here we go. Um, This movie was weird. Right, let's do. Yeah, we'll do Dream Lover. It's always a good song. This is. Bad Times at the El Royale or El Boral. Bad Times at the El Boral. Boring! Seven strangers, each with a secret to bury, meet at Lake Tahoe's El Royale, a rundown hotel at a desk. A rundown hotel over the course of a fateful night. Everyone will have at least one shot at redemption before everything goes to hell at the El Royale. I added that last part. You know, what's up? Yeah. So, starring Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Ivaroso, Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Chris Helmsworth, uh, Lewis Pullman, uh, Nick Offerman, 
uh, Shane Wingman, Mark O'Brien, Jim O'Hare. Uh, I got that. So, written by Drew Goodard. Okay. Um, so he wrote like Daredevil, Cabin in the Woods, some Lost. Uh, he wrote The Martian. But this one, he should have gone, so should have stayed on the pen. And uh, started to keep writing some more. Uh, this movie was boring, predictable, um, had some cool parts. It just didn't go anywhere, really. It was very talky, too much little singing parts. Uh, hey. Sure, I think. Um, yeah, this one lady, she was a singer, but she kept singing, and it would just have her singing for like two, three minutes. I'm like, shut the fuck up, lady. Um. Okay, this is a horror. Okay, this guy's giving it a 10 out of 10. Okay. The soundtrack's great. I like the soundtrack. Um. Okay, so. Go into this film knowing nothing. Part of me wishes I hadn't seen, but I haven't. I didn't know anything. So just go fuck yourself, dude. I would have loved to have been surprised. Helmworth gives his best performance yet. He's truly menacing. He is what a Negan. He's what Negan. A Negan should have been. Whoa! Watch out there, buddy. Um. Yeah. Nines, tens. These are kids who haven't seen movies. Uh. Let's see. Nines, tens. Uh, ten, the Bad Times at El Royale was superbly directed film. Drew Goddard show, truly shows his talent as a director by consistently keeping the audience engaged. No! No. No! That's not happening. Uh, Chris Helmworth lost 25 to 30 pounds. Of muscle weight immediately after the Avengers Infinity War wrapped to star in this film. It's like, yeah, real hard to do. Just don't work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lost 15 to 20 pounds. Of- yeah, because you have a personal trainer working you out for your fucking next movie. Okay, so. It's just, I don't know, man. It's one of those movies. Okay, what's it called? Uh, different. Okay, El Royale, El Royale. El Hotel Royale uh, in Argentina. Russia. Nope. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, what's it in Brazil? Manos Motas No Hotel Royale. <laughs> what? Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay, so... I don't know. This just seems like a movie that this guy wanted to make. He has clout now. You know, he can do what he wants. It was probably something he'd written a while ago, it seemed like. It's very it's not Quentin Tarantino S, it's just dumb. Okay, it's just it's dumb people meeting. Oh cool, violence here, violence there. To compare it to Quentin Tarantino is an insult. It's not even close. Just because people talk for five minutes, it's Quentin Tarantino now? No. Mm-hmm. That's people that's what people are saying. Oh, there's people with witty dialogue and they're talking. That must be Quentin Tarantino. Like, no. It's just a horribly written movie with bad dialogue. You know? Mm. Oh, 
There's some gunshots. There's humor with violence. That must be Quentin Tarantino. No. It's just bad humor with violence. It wasn't that funny. The audience was bored watching it. I could tell. Uh, this one bombed too. Uh, $32 million budget made $7 million. Oof. You know, there's this is the time of the year where there's too many movies, you know, and not enough people to watch them. You know, with movie pass going out, it's you're feeling it right here. This is a movie pass movie. You know, that Which people would have seen. You can't movie pass. Huh? You can movie pass it. Where uh where our buddy uh, Sean lives, he had to give up movie pass cuz uh where he is, they don't have it anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> like around That's here. It. Yeah. Like around here, I have like enough. You know, there's like eight or nine different theaters I can go to that still use Movie Pass. You know, that are local. So I can still use it. It's fine for me. <laughs> but yeah. It's still, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. So I don't know. This movie. So basically, they all meet up at a hotel. <clears throat> somebody dug, um, somebody. A mob. They did a bank robbery way back when. Jeff Bridges' character. Uh, they all got back. They, they and they buried the money in one of the rooms, and the the um, the hotel's divided by Nevada and California, so it's either California side or the, it's like a like a, a V shaped hotel. It's like okay. California Nevada rooms, <clears throat> and I think he buried it in California, but he doesn't remember which room. I get buried under the floorboards and shit. I was like, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd think you'd memorize that. <clears throat> well, he's old. Uh, he was told it. Because he was uh, the one who buried so it. So he Cause, was involved. Because it's, oh, it's in the trailer. The guy who buried it gets shot in the back. Uh, yeah. With a shotgun. And that's how the movie opens. But it's a boring movie, guys. Don't bother. It's two hours and 21 minutes. Another long movie that's just oof. God, man. I wanted it to be good, too. I was looking forward to it. You know, I went into it completely blank. And it's like, oh. Come on. Well, we got some uh, good tunes here, guys. No, that one's put in there too much. No, that one's too much. Fly me to the moon. There's another moon song. There we go. Bee Gees. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a good soundtrack. So that must be Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's what people... People are dumb. Stop it. What am I yelling at? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just yelling. Stop it! Yeah, well, fuck them. I'm gonna be one of those people yelling at, uh, like, out in the street. Those people are arguing at, like, streetlights. They'll stop! So, let's see. Um, what did I rate this piece of shit? Four to five ear holes for the soundtrack. Two to five eye holes. Two to five shotgun blasts to the chest. So... Come on. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, also, okay, that one. 
And okay. What was it one? Okay, also I went and saw Sisters Brothers the other week. That was boring. That was another flop, man. I think thirty million dollars. It almost made a million dollars. That's two out of five air holes, three out of five eye holes, two out of five sawed off arms. Um <laughs> Yeah, someone uh and the Apostle I saw. That's uh that's on Netflix if you want to watch that. That's two to five ear holes, three to five eye holes, three to five crushed hands. Mm. It's about basically um, uh, a guy, he goes, he has to, it's in Ireland, I think. And he goes to, he has to go to an island. He's a part of his sister gets kidnapped by a cult. This is set in like the 19, 1800s, 1900s, you know, so he gets kidnapped by a cult. Uh, and, and they all live on this one island by themselves. It was like a crashed boat, and they and there and the um and there was a deity on the island that they all feed off. Of. It's weird, man. Hmm. So check out that one. That's called the Ritual. Uh, that just came out, and that's from the director of the Raid. Uh, this is his movie. As another movie, I was looking forward to. He's not doing the Raid three, but you know whatever. Hmm. Yeah, uh, to put it to bed eventually, I guess. Yeah, and another great series I saw. That wasn't a series; that was a movie. But a series I just got: The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, ten episodes on Netflix. Spooky shit. There's some great jump scares in there. It's about a family that's you know like that. They're like the mom and dad flip the houses, so they live in the house for a while while they're renovating it. And this is a huge spooky ass fucking house. There's ghosts in it the whole time. Um, they do like the typical jump scares, but some of them are really good, uh, which you don't expect. It's 10 episodes, an hour long each, and it shows them as kids and then it transitions to them as adults and how the house has affected them, each of them in different ways and is still affecting them now as adults and stuff and how it all calls them back. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, it's a trippy fucking uh, show. I liked it a lot. For, uh, I didn't watch 22 July yet about the slaughtering of the students in Switzerland. What was, it? was that that one? Uh, Norway? Norway, it was... Norway. It wasn't the slaughtering, but you know, it was a couple of kids got shot. You know. It was a significant number of people. That's all right. <laughs> 26 or 50. Don't spoil like it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it happened how many years ago? Uh, like 2014, 2013 or something like that? 2011. 2011, that's right. 77 people. That was like the month we started our uh, podcast. Yeah. It was because July. of that. It was because of that. That's why? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <coughs> um. Oh. I'm saying, uh, okay, here we are. Game reviews are dead. Uh, the reviews, they don't have enough time to review the games or give them an idea of what they're like at all. Well, uh, that's why everyone does Let's Plays and streams on Twitch and Mixer and shit. But I'm even even that, they'll play it for like two weeks. And then like, boom, okay, here's this one. Boom, they'll play, you know. I don't mm. know. Uh, there's too many games, not enough time. That's the problem also. That I will agree with. That and and these people can't do it. Sorry. 
They're not giving... And by the time they do give out a review, no one gives a shit because the game's already old. Right, they're already playing the next game. Speaking of which... Okay, Black Ops 2. Okay, we'll talk that real quick. Oh. Uh, or for... <laughs> I'll rate the games now, god damn it. Because I only play four or five a week. No. A month... No, a year. Maybe. Mm. So, I was playing with Sean... And Alyssa, and I uh, played with uh, Big Papa Podcast. What's up, Stan? Stan and uh, all his buddies. It's fun. You know, jump around. Uh, you shoot the shit out of people. Uh, we're, I was playing with Stan. I was playing Hardcore Conquest, which is, which is tough on Hardcore because the Conquest is like little sections that are like off with like these arrows. You know, like, like you know, they can be random. So it's just whatever mm-hmm. has a section with arrows around it. You jump in there and hold it, and it takes a while to fill that fucking thing up. So people are jumping in and shooting, and especially in hardcore. You're just like, and you have a limited amount of, um, I think, um, 30, I think you have 30 um, players on each side. Mm. So whoever has the first to 30 deaths or um, um, takes over A or B, you know, you conquest A or B. You have to take both of them over. So you take A, that disappears. And you go over to B. And then that one will disappear if you take it. Or you kill all of them before that happens. Right. So it's so tough, is man. one death per person or is it 30 yeah. respawns against It's one, one death for the whole team. One death per person. So it's oh, one. Wow. No, it's 30 respawns. The whole team feeds off of one respawn. Okay. So, so, so like, kind of like Battlefield does. Yeah, so you're like, oh my god, we're down to the last three people. So if I get shot three times, it's all me. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> well, they warn you. They're like, watch out, we're down to nine. You know, it shows you in your little box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just Adderall kids still, you know, they're already prestige like three times. Uh, I was doing pretty good, though. I played before the show this afternoon. I got like... Four four games in a row, or maybe five in a row, where I won. But I was also <laughs> riding on the shoulders of like two prestige guys, and like you know, like, <laughs> but still, I was holding my own. I was I was jumping in there, and because it's only f- like five on five or six on six or whatever the fuck, hmm. so you you have to hold your own. So yeah, I was holding my own. And I was closing up bases, while the other guys were just working these guys. They have like they have the visual thing. Where you can like it, it like it highlights all of them in red, so you know exactly where they are on the map. Mm-hmm. So you see them just running around corners, tick, 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 just taking them all out. Uh, what did I get? I don't get that many call ins because I don't get three kills in a row that often at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that being difficult, dude. At all, I'm just like, ugh. Um, but the, I didn't play Blackout yet, I played it on the demo, so I'm like, eh. And uh, is that the battle royale version? Yeah. Yeah, blackout. You might like it. It's tough. Just like already uh just like all the other stuff. I'm probably not going to. Uh yeah, just like all the other stuff. Um that battle royale and then they have some other Oh, zombies, that's the other thing. I'll never play that. And uh, who is it? I was listening to... One of the only things I really like about Call of Duty is the zombie mode. Well, I was listening to Horrible Gamers, 
and Jesus walks a lot. His brother is a huge zombie guy, and he says it's too tough for him. Really? Wow. And, and that's his favorite mode from all the other games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Maybe it's too tough. I have no idea. You know, zombies like- is fun, but I don't know. I like the multiplayer a lot better. You progress faster. I just got level 11 today from winning like four or five matches in a row. There you go. Um, I think Sean was playing for like eight hours straight the other day. <laughs> Jesus walks a lot. And they're like prestiged. No, I get like level 35 or something. But still, Jeez. I can't do that. You know? Okay, wait. Okay. What was the song I was going to look up? Uh, Blue Mines or something? See? Blue Sky Mines. See? Blue Mines? I was close. Okay, there it is. Uh, by Midnight Oil. It's about what you were talking about. It's about the miners in Australia working the blue sky mines. And now they won't have to. Because of solar power. Uh, Alright. <laughs> what else before we get out of here? Um... Oh, The Boys has wrapped for Hulu, so that's coming out soon. Uh, Do you see the trailer for The Boys? Uh, no, I've never read the comic either, so I don't have a uh, kind of point of reference for it. You'd probably like it. It sounds uh, pretty yeah, cool. No, I've read synopses of the comic, yeah. and it does sound interesting. Uh, I don't know how well the show does, but, you know, uh, I like superheroes. I like dark superheroes, and that's everything that the boy uh, boys seems to kind of encapsulate. So the, somebody killed uh, Dennis Hoff because uh, <laughs> he was running for Republican candidate in Nevada, so he mysteriously died of a heart attack. Hmm. At 72. Too much Viagra. Yeah, uh, or Coke. Uh, they, they're going to make a grim spinoff with a chick now. Oh, really? That's what I'm God. hearing. That's a rumor. That fucking show started off so strong, and then it got stupid by season three. Uh, that's true. So, why? <laughs> I don't know. I never even finished it. Like, I never felt the urge to watch the last season, because I think I made it through season four, and I was like, I'm done. This is boring. Yeah. And also, True Detective Season 3 premieres January 13th, 2019. There you go. And Water is Wet, and Ryan Coogler is going to direct Black Panther 2. (laughs) Yeah, shocker there. Um, Oh, the Google and... What's the other thing? Uh, Whatever, who gives a shit? Oh, Respawn Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's what it's called. Uh, I don't think they had a name for it before. Child's Play TV series. Hmm. Oh, also, they're going to do a, a BBC from the creators of Sherlock are going to do a Dracula show hmm. in the in the like the same way. Three episodes, just like Sherlock. Uh, I think they're writing it right now or making it. And that's going to Brand- be that's going to be on Netflix. Bram Stoker's Dracula, like they're. Uh, I have no idea. I don't think so. Hmm. I think they're just gonna make a Dracula show. 
with like hints of all the shit that you know about Dracula. Right, it'll it'll harken back to all of the yes. Yeah, thing. sort of like a, you know, like a, what's it called? Uh that TV show Penny Dreadful. Oh yeah. You know, probably sort of like that. Maybe. Man, I really like that show. I wish they made more episodes. Nope, it ended pretty weak though. I didn't like the ending. It did, but it it wasn't supposed to be the ending. Uh whatever. They knew it was the end. They, uh, that was supposed to be the end of the season, but there were supposed to be more seasons, like two or three more seasons. Well, look at fucking Iron Fist. That just got canceled. Did it? Yeah, so I don't need to watch that anymore. Yeah, I just started season two of Iron Fist. (laughs) Bye-bye. You don't need to watch it. It's not going to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, It's been canceled. It's gone. I finished Luke Cage season two. That's the next one on the chopping block. That one was decent. I liked it. I don't know. I got bored. There's so many shows out right now. Yeah. That's just, I don't know, man. I'm not that interested in these Marvel shows anymore. Except for, I, like, I'm watch, I'm waiting for Daredevil this weekend. Yeah, That's, I'm excited for that. And, I, yeah. you know, they tie enough of the other characters in that you kind of need to watch the other episodes and seasons of shows to figure out what's Not going anymore. On. Because they're only doing that with the Defenders thing. Now they're just like, fuck that. That thing failed. We're done. Yeah. They're, they're not going to tie him in anymore. It's not going to so be da- like... Huh? It'll be just Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Punisher, huh? Yeah. They might tie those three in just because we know of them. But they're not going to be like, hey, it's me, Flim Flam, you know? Yeah, right. They're not, they're not going to... Ju- but those are all going towards the end, you know, like... I think one more season for Daredevil after this one. Yeah, it's uh, all going to wind down because Disney's going to take it over to their fucking side of the. But no, fence. those are all going to be on um, on uh, Hulu though, because Disney owns Hulu. That's what everyone's hoping. You know, Disney's another Nazi, you know, owned company. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear. Did you know that Disney has their own set of laws? They're almost like the Vatican. What? They're almost like they're- like the the Disney like the themselves. They have their own set of laws, almost like the Vatican. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think they pay taxes on that property. Oh, in Anaheim? Yeah, anywhere Disneyland is. Hmm. I think there's there's a weird there's a weird thing I was hearing about them, on where they're almost like a tax free business, and it's almost so underground. No one really knows about it. I mean, I know that... Just look up, uh, like, tax-free Disney, and it will probably be like, boom, they work with, like, some group that uh, pays everything for them. Hmm. It's weird, man. I know, I know that Disney has uh, basically got the Anaheim City Council bent over a barrel. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. They're, like, they're like, like a religious cult. You know, they have that much power right now. Well, that's not shocking. I mean, look how many fucking Mickey Mouse ears you see on the back of ladies' cars while you're driving around. That's what I mean. You know, and like the 33 Club's supposed to be a pedophile ring, you know? So there's supposed to be <laughs> there's supposed to be a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah, and Disney's Disney. head is frozen in fucking somewhere on the Disneyland property, too. Uh, I don't know about that. I know he was a Nazi. Sympathizer. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Disney... They're gonna, they're gonna on January first, twenty nineteen. Man, the twentieth century Fox, twenty first century Fox will have been acquired. Uh, yeah, 
We'll see. Oh, shit. Uh, and I think uh, 90% of all social media is bots now. It's a big chunk. I think so. I think Especially on like Twitter and Instagram. I think they're the ones manipulating and stirring up the storms and mm-hmm. making stuff popular when it's not supposed to be like... Like I look at like all this PlayStation stuff also, and I'm like, those people are not that excited about this stuff. You know, and you look at their in their profiles, they've only signed on for two months, if that. Right. And like, oh my god, I'm just so oh wow about the new do-do-do. It's so weird. Yeah. And it's and it's it's so obvious that everyone's just all of a sudden just tweeting only about PlayStation and video games. You know, I go on my Twitter feed, it's all PlayStation, 90% of it. Yeah, it people it's, definitely get a wild hair up their ass. It's fishy, man. There's nothing else. And I'm sure companies are... Uh, and look at Japan as a company, you know, and very manipulative. You know, they might not know about it, but I'm sure it's happening. Oh, no. These companies hire groups to... Oh, that's true. The fucking, yeah, the social media landscape that benefits them. It's yeah, it's... has to surfing. So what is it called? Astro... Astro-turfing. You yeah. get, uh, you get, uh, you hire a company. They've got, let's just say, fifty people. Each of those fifty people controls ten Twitter handles, and they all post the same shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go to my video game feed right off the bat. Boom! Spider-Man DLC first look. Second one, Hero Kojima. Third one, PlayStation Nike sneakers. This is IGN. Kotaku is the PlayStation Nike sneakers. Okay. GameSpot Spider-Man DLC. Another PlayStation Fallout 76. You see what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then, boom, at the very bottom, Larry Hybrid Xbox. And then another Xbox. Up oh, DLC Spider-Man. Spider-Man DLC. Uh... Uh, no, Rick and Morty, Spider-Man, uh, PlayStation. And let's see. Nope, uh, that's a Nintendo. Uh, oh, Kotaku, top PlayStation trophy hunter. Kotaku, uh, nope. God of War, PlayStation, Halo, Bungie, God of War. See what I'm saying? It's insane, right? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Xbox. There's so much PlayStation, it's insane. It's it's weird, man. It's it trips Fake me out. News. Fake news. I don't know. I don't know if it's real. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, <coughs> I mean, Sony is at the top of the uh, console war at the moment. You know, they've got the most sold consoles, the most exclusive games. Um, yes. It's not surprising that. You know, Kotaku and GameSpot. But Sneakers? Sneakers is stupid. Come on. Sneakers and God of War? But that's Santa Monica Studios. Okay, I can't blame them for that. They made the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, DLC is like... And like, you look at um, like Tomb Raider, which is a great fucking game, right? Just because Mm -hmm. Xbox had it first, it wasn't multi-platform. You don't see shit about it anywhere. Because it was an Xbox game for you have to hunt for anything that's like a good Tomb Raider review 
You know, it's dead in the water. No one talks about it right now. But Spider-Man's been talked about for fucking like the last three, four weeks. Yeah. It's weird, man. That is weird. It trips me out. And like, yeah, there's, it's so, and like Red Dead Redemption will be talked about on the PlayStation. It won't be talked about on the Xbox One X, even though it looks better, runs better, you know, uh, and everything. It's weird. Uh, I don't think Xbox will win even the next race because the conspiracy is in, guys. <laughs> it's in. I'm calling it right now. The PlayStation conspiracy is still strong. PlayStation is everywhere. They bored into your brains. Huh. That's true because, you know, it's a social... and, But people who have PlayStations tell me that it's the place that people who don't like to play online play. Right? It's the it's the isolated console gamer that plays on PlayStation, that plays only the exclusive God mm, of Wars and the single player, yeah. yeah. Horizon Zero Dawns and stuff. It's the single player machine. You know, and they say Xbox is where all their friends are at, and that's the multiplayer machine. You know. The, I, the, those are the two big differences I hear. But it's just weird, man. That's just something I noticed. Just something I've noticed, guys. All right, let's get out of here. Boom. All right, who are our friends? Oh, let's see. Well, we mentioned a few tonight. We we said what's up to Stan over Big Papa. Uh, we said what's up to Sean at uh, Horribly Awkward. Also, uh, Clint over Geek Dig. Yeah. Mike over Growing Up Not Growing Old. Uh, let's see. Ice in the Face, The Offensive Line. Bold and Belligerent, Painted Black Podcast, um, Fearcast, Fifth Cast, Naked Porch Podcast, um, everyone over at BatSquadNetwork.com, that's the other Mike and Mike show, uh, Knights of the Turntable, uh, Knights of the Octagon, when, or Kodo MMA, when they get around to recording. Um, <laughs> go check all those great shows. Yeah, guys. And I think that's it. All right, guys. Later. I'll see you whenever. Bye. What was that? I said he means next week. Oh, yeah. Later. They're crossing their fingers, they pay the truth makers. The balance sheet is breaking up the sky. Some caught at the junction, still waiting for medicine. The sweat of my brow keeps on feeding the engine. Hope the crumbs in my pocket can keep me from.